Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Luke Owen D A D. Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? You know, I'm good. We're recording this remotely because exciting. We're having the studio redone. But as I'm saying this out loud right now, that doesn't start until tomorrow. We could have oh. gone in today. Oh, oh! We could have done this in in person, yeah. I, I mean, really, didn't when you think, think. About, <laughs> but it may, in, if you think about it, the fact that I had to do that bonus news video might have been. We couldn't. We couldn't have done it because the studio's already been taken apart to prepare for it. I knew there was a reason. I knew it. That's right, because yeah, we did have the conversation with Rosie, which is like, well, I could take down half of like the other half of it, and what we said was actually the other half of it is more really just the last third mm. um we actually just need like all the space for the actually probably is the last fifth so we probably need all of the space there so yeah just take the whole thing down but yeah the studio is being remodeled for the video uh fans of among you so it's very very exciting super pumped to see what uh is going to be done i've just messaged Laurie with some last minute uh suggestions on things that i don't think have thrown spanners in the work but <laughs> I, I will say i did raise it earlier it's just that we haven't we haven't come back to it since I raised it uh, a, a few months ago. What was the thing? Like um, when we come around to doing some two K stuff, mm. playing the game exactly because Ta-da. I did say because we were talking about you know like what we're going to use what we're going to use to stream the network. I said we can always just put the PlayStation in there, and I was like, well, we want to do things through the PC and just make everything through the PC. So I was like, I then said to him, and I've never actually said this before in my life. I was like. What if I got the game through Steam? Mm. And he was like, he was like, I don't know if the PC is that good. And I'm like, cool, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold fire then. So yeah, it's exciting, man. What are, what are your expectations for it? Uh, that it's going to be the single greatest studio of all time. That in our very limited space of about two meters by five meters, that it will have the real feel of a 
large conference hall. Hmm. Well, if you are a video fan, keep your eyes peeped uh, for that. Sam Smith got in touch and said, Hi, Fuzz. Remember an age ago, Ollie mentioned he was using a smart ring to measure his sleep heart rate or some mumbo jumbo that he was into at the time. What I really want to know is, does he still use it and be what brand it was? I'm mostly asking because I'm getting back into my health and fitness regime and I'm curious about Ollie's ring. Keep up your consistently consistent content. All the best, Sam. P.S. Luke, have you watched Peacemaker? And if so, how are you finding it? I have not yet. Yeah, I, how how would we get Peacemaker? Because I know we've got uh, Surfshark VPN, but I have not been able to make uh, HBO Max work for me. Um, is it on now? Like a lot, of the, a lot of the HBO stuff tends to end up on now. Okay. Maybe it's I'll have a look. I would like to try it out, but oh God, it did not look good going by the trailers. I've heard it's pretty good. I will say, like, I thought that James Gunn's Suicide Squad was good. And it was, oh, it was, I loved it. I loved it. Then it was all right. It was pretty good. I thought Peacemaker was Peacemaker's whole gimmick of just like, I will kill people to get peace is such a <laughs> funny character. <laughs> As, and played by John Cena. You know, the guy who was pushed as the big baby face forever, but was a pretty dickish heel a lot of the time. Mwah. Yeah. Uh, a bit a bit of a tangent. I do use Surfshark, of course, to access my DC Comics app from the United States. What showed up last Tuesday on the new comic releases? But Garth Ennis's Peacemaker Limited series. What? Yes. Uh, have you read it? No, I've I've oh. starred it, so I'm going to get to it. Yeah, I expect it to be awful, like awful in the best way. Well, that's what He's I was going to say. Graphic because, man, but we get that. Well, with Garth Ennis, it is you're sort of playing with fire a little bit, aren't you? Because sometimes it's like, oh, that's warmed my hands a little bit too much, and other times, like, oh no, I've burnt all my face off, and, and mm. I wish I hadn't have got into that. So. I, I'm wondering which way it's going to swing. Because it's Peacemaker, I don't think they would have let him go full full Ennis. But I would I would hope for a little bit of face melting. You know, that's that's why I enjoy his work. I mean, I don't know, Peacemaker. Off the back of that R-rated Suicide Squad movie, uh, maybe he will go full Ennis with it. Never go full Ennis, <laughs> as I learn as I learn on the train to work one time. <laughs> reading a comic <laughs> in my lap uh, but yes it's the aura ring aura spelt o-u-r-a yes i do still use it i only wear it at night times now though um that's why you can't see it on my finger and yeah i use it to track my sleep and i i tinker with what i do around my sleep to, and see how it affects my scores and last week oh my god rubbing magnesium lotion into my feet immediate increase in sleep efficiency. Luke, I think you've frozen because you're not saying how amazing that is. I can see you move. Is your audio okay, Luke? Can you hear me? You're not, mo you're not moving your mouth. Lars says, Hi, I was just listening to an old podcast and noticed that Luke went to Hook for his wife's 30th birthday. That's a fun thing, since Ollie responds with, like, Hook, that's a cool name. Whoa. I know. We knew. We knew. Yeah. 
So fun bit of uh, correspondence that uh, we have actually got a bunch of correspondence about the Royal Rumble Four, in fact, people emailed in about their thoughts on the Royal Rumble. I'm going to be honest, not all of them are positive. I'm going to say all, <laughs> none of them are. Um, but Juan has also got a question and said, what game would you want to bring back from your childhood with uh, updated to today's graphics? His would be Toy Story 2 mm-hmm. that was on the N64. Uh, you know, maybe a pro evolution soccer because they don't really make the football games yearly anymore, do they? I don't know. I don't, I don't look. <laughs> yeah, far to, hard to find yearly football games. I feel days. like they haven't brought back the, the football games that yeah. I used to play on the PlayStation 2. Because it was like, I remember when I was a kid, they were very easy to come by yearly mm. football games with very little being updated on them. Um, but and, just a, I've made a text on screen and not having the full rights to the names. So I would play with Ryan Greggs. <laughs> Sounds like on the left wing. <laughs> uh, Yeah. What do you think for a serious um... answer? For a serious answer, I, mean, I don't know because, like, the thing is, my favorite game, like, you know, when I the problem with here was like with Juan's point is that when Juan was a child, the N64 was brand new, and therefore, um, you know, 3D adventure games like 3D adventure games on the N64 and the PlayStation could quite easily be converted into modern day graphic games because it's an easy just to update the graphic and stuff. Whereas all of my games that I played when I was youth were 2D platformers, so you can't really just make a 2D platform and put it with remastered graphics and I suppose, I suppose you can you sort of, you sort of did it with DuckTales Master. imagine, imagine I don't you could okay uh, Quack Shots starring Donald Duck you know what I was thinking about it and I thought well you know I always used to want Pokemon in a more 3D environment and then I got that two years ago and I played it and I was like okay <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> wasn't mind blowing although they have released that big open world pokemon game now i haven't yeah. seen the reviews uh juan also asked uh were you into digimon as kids which season did you like um i only watched it here and there on cartoon shows i never got into the games uh because i was a cool kid i like pokemon <laughs> uh, i was too old for pokemon um, because that was in the year sevens we're into when it came out, and I was a year eight, which means that I was cool, and I can't be into the dorky things that the year sevens are into. So I never got into Pokemon. As such, I didn't get into Digimon either, although I did have a Digimon, um, which you would battle with your with your friends, like um, the actual proper like Tamagotchi-style ones. And <laughs> that was pretty cool. It was all right. I remember being in maths class, and this is, might explain why I didn't do particularly well at school, and I found out and I worked out that. So the way that Digimons worked is that if you plug two Digimon together, the sort of metal strips would read each other and that would instigate a fight, which is then just completely randomized. Uh, one of them throws a fireball, the other one throws a fireball back until one of you throws two fireballs and that ends the fight. I found out that with my house keys, I could make the Digimon think it was plugged into another Digimon. <laughs> so I just, I just spent all my time leveling up my Digimon uh, using my house keys, so then I got like the wow. best one. You literally found the key to unlock rapid growth. I d- it sounds to me there, Luke, like you did get into Digimon. You know when you said at the start of the answer I that you were too Digimon. old for well, that, and then you, yeah, no, but what, and you went on a was, long story about how you had them, and uh, my point was you played them all I the time. Did not watch the show. 
I did not see the movies, and I did not um, buy. I didn't play any of the games. I just, just had with the toys. I just, just played, played with the I, toys. That's I, it. But you say there you go. Your mistake there is toys plural. I played with a toy. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, with, with your friends. Yeah. Who? I, oh, okay. Also, that that might be an uh, an inaccurate plural. There was only one other kid that had one. <laughs> the year seven. Yeah, we were lame. Uh, Daniel, we'll do this last email, then we'll get into the main show. Uh, Daniel says, hello, gents. Last time I emailed was back at SummerSlam. That's the Royal Rumble. I figured I would watch through completely legal means because I will never give that company any money. I had no expectations and all I was bored with. Uh, I had no expectations. Sorry, I had no expectations at all. And I was bored with both Rumbles. WWE is a company only wanting to do moments, but when the moments are boring, the show was zero out of five, a complete waste of time. Still enjoy your content, but I'm apathetic about everything WWE does. Watching this felt like working at the hospital during a pandemic. It was soul-crushing slog. Looking forward to AEW Revolution. Hopefully something to lift my spirits, as this was a nothing show. It's from Dano. Dano, maybe don't watch WWE shows because, you know, I... There was a lot to enjoy on the show, and the worst thing on it was just that it was boring, not like terrible. Mm. I think you, I think you're just in a place where you're not going to enjoy WWE no matter what it does. Yeah, because yeah, I don't think it's. I think it's quite a quite a stretch to compare it to working say. on the front line of the pandemic. I, was say, I wasn't watching the Royal Rumble thinking like now I know exactly how those mm. frontline workers felt in April 2020. I want to, I wish I I want to see that dialogue. Like guys, honestly, <laughs> wow. Wow. Let's share some war stories. <laughs> Wasn't it boring <laughs> when Madcap Moss came out? All right. Oh my god. Honestly, AJ Styles got eliminated. I was like, who can win this thing? Who can win it? Yeah, How many people were... did you see die? Oh, the... they, were, they were like, oh, I just finished a 30-hour <laughs> shift. I've been on my feet for a, the whole time. I didn't have a single break. And I'm like, yeah, I know. When Baron Corbin <laughs> was beaten up on Boogs, I thought it was really bad too. We had to we had to choose who could live and die based on who got the ventilation equipment. Man, yeah. It, it was it was when Bobby Roode came out at number three and he got chucked out <laughs> right away. I, I, you, you're wasting spots. <laughs> You know, you know you're in for a long one, right? <laughs> he's right. He's right, actually. Dano's right. <laughs> Let's get into the main show itself. Uh, I'm not there for the first like few minutes because I was uh, doing some work elsewhere. So Tempo is on to talk about the Lita bit, and he is Canadian and he loves Lita. Here is the show. Finally, apologies for the delay, everybody, because we thought we'd make a second news episode today based on Nia Jax's shoot interview and a bunch of other stories. Um, but it turns out that involves a lot of work and Luke's still doing it. So Tempest is here for at least the next 10 minutes to talk about <laughs> the main thing from Raw last night that this video is packaged after. Ronda Rouse is back. We knew that anyway from Saturday's Royal Rumble. <laughs> no, it still doesn't look like she wants to be there. I'm Ollie yeah. Davis. I'm joined by Tempest. Please 
give the Wrestle Talk podcast channel a subscribe. Get in your ultra chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support while we talk about this main event segment of the show. Were you impressed, Tempest? I don't know if I would necessarily say that I was impressed. You know, there were definitely things that I took away from this that I thought were interesting or intriguing. And there were also things that I looked at and went, oh, I guess the next show is in Saudi Arabia. That's a downer, you know, because even if you get the last show that on paper, if you ignore the fact that, you know, they are where they are, you know, Crown Jewel was a fantastic show. So I'm told I still haven't watched it, but I've heard it's fantastic. It was good. It was pretty damn good. You know, so I get a segment like this and I mean, Lita is probably my favorite women's wrestler ever. Like she's one of my favorite wrestlers ever. She was so cool at a time when I was like 12 and 13 and seeing this punk rocker doing moonsaults and hurricane ranas. And I was like, Lita, that's, that's my favorite. So to see her come back, I was very excited to see, you know, her come back on SmackDown last month and challenge, you know, say, declare for the Royal Rumble, say she wanted to go to WrestleMania. For a second, I thought they might do that. And then she wasn't on the next week. And I went, oh, all right, never mind. So I'm happy to see her getting a title shot at a pay-per-view against Becky Lynch because that is, like, really cool. That's a really cool big match. The fact that it's in Saudi Arabia brings it down several notches because, I mean, they're still going to be wearing giant, big, baggy shirts and probably won't get a ton of time maybe i'm wrong about that i could be but i don't know the whole package of that just kind of brings it down a notch for me you mean lita won't have the exposed g-string pants ah you know somehow i don't think that would go over terribly well with their very accepting culture the forefront of change tempest (laughs) that's that's the whole point of the saudi arabia deal i thought to smuggle in a bit of visible panty line action into yeah. the product. Um, <laughs> oh, look who it is. It's Luke. He's joining. Is that, we might have to bump you now, Tempest. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Boo, Saudi Arabia. Thank- Yay, Lita. I'm out. Thank you for being here on standby for 25 minutes. But go <laughs> away. It's what I'm here for. I'm on deck at all times. Bye. Hello. It's Luke Owen. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm here now. It's okay. The bad Tempest is gone here. now. I'm glad you're here because I asked Tempest a question. Uh, he talked about the wrong bit, but it was very oh. interesting. I was going to talk about the Ronda Rousey stuff and how little she seems to care. But yeah, all, what, understandably, you... he so wanted to want talk the... about Lita. You want to talk about the title of this video and what the thumbnail of this video is, but he wanted to talk about something different. Tempest, this is not your first rodeo, mate. How are you feeling? You okay? You're a bit of a stress boy today? No, actually, I'm fine, mate. Yeah, no, it's fine. You know, just bonus news video, isn't it? Uh, You know, I said to, we had the meeting, I said, the the script's done by two. That'd be fine. Um, Yeah, I've overly underestimated um, how much work I need to actually do. Yep, that which, which is on me. It's on me more than anything else. Back in the, the heady days of quarter past 11 this morning. Oh, it seemed like a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Look at all this extra news that's come out since I'd recorded my video. 
Uh, do you know what though? It was very interesting to do because, like, if it, I don't know if you actually told people what it was, uh, it was about the the Nia Jax shoot interview she's done on Renee Paquette's oral sessions. Very interesting to dive into though, and also apparently Shane McMahon wants to be WWE champion. <laughs> He's the best wrestler in the world. <laughs> we all thought Shane coming back was, you know, a bit of a joke thing, but no, I think in Shane's head. He really did want to be the best wrestler in the world, unironically. Mm -hmm. Very much so. So the main event before the Lita stuff, because Lita came out afterwards, challenged Becky. That is not a sentence or match I thought would be getting at the end of the show when I started watching this show, but I'm, I'm excited for it. But before then, it was all built around Ronda Rousey making her first address on Raw, you know, implied that she'd pick who she's going to face at the Royal Rumble. She didn't do that, of course. Brock did. You can't have both people declare on the same show. I mean, you're right, you can't. However, you did advertise that she was. Did they advertise it? Did they just say, we'll hear from Ronda? It was, okay. Well, this is 350 million on the side of a bus, isn't it? They never explicitly said that it was going to the NHS, but it was certainly alluded to that it was. That is definitely a reference that will travel across <laughs> to the Americans. So Ronda Rousey comes out at the end of the show and she cut a promo that was not good. And it huh. wasn't good in the way of like it was bad or she buried anyone or like she tried to do a heel shtick. She didn't really try to do anything. She was the men's Royal Rumble match in human form. So we talked a bit about this on the uh, the, the Royal Rumble um, post show, the stream that we did, where we reviewed the show. I'm going to turn my brightness down a little bit there. Overexposed. Um, where she cut this promo where she essentially said, I don't want to be here. Uh, I think you're all rubbish. I think that this is a stupid company. Uh, I'm actually not bothered that I'm back either. I'd actually much rather home being with my kid because the last time I was here, you fans reacted to me very well, but I also remember what happened, you know, in terms of we all started to boo her towards the end of her tenure there. And so I thought, okay, well, maybe that's the character that she's going to be doing here. She's going to be doing a character that is sort of like, I had to come back because this place was terrible without me, even though I don't actually want to be here. I'm a, you need me, you need me more than I need you. So I thought, well, maybe that's the character's gonna go with this new heel shtick. But that's not what she's doing either. She's just bored. Because mm. like the commentators didn't make any reference to the promo that she cut. Becky didn't make any reference to the promo that she cuts. And like no one is talking on screen about how. Like, she just seems real bored by this whole situation. I think WWE knew that. Because then, like, they were like, oh, quick, let's just get her off the screen so we can <laughs> plug SmackDown. Because she was, she gave Becky a judo toss. Becky eventually interrupted her and brought some life to this segment. How yeah, dare right? she? Ronda chapped her over her shoulder and then said, I'll give you an answer on Friday. Well, you know, she'll probably choose Charlotte, we all think. And then she walked off. I, th I thought, God, that's a limp end to the show. But WWE, to their credit, I think recognized this and sent Lita out right after. So I'm not left with Ronda Rousey 
does not want to be here, and this is a bit awkward. It was more, huh, Battle of the Redheads. Yeah, I, I'm actually like well into the idea of Becky. I'm very sorry as well if you are watching. I don't know why I'm so overexposed on this side because I've got a sheet up that's blocking the incoming sun on my face. But I do look, I look like Two-Face at this current point, and the one half of me is Seamus. Um, yeah, I, it, the Lita thing was so necessary for the ending of this show because, like as you say, it would have been a real limp ending. Because even like Ronda's judo throw that she did was unenthused. It was just, mm. eh, there, there it is. And then she just sort of blankly stared at Becky while she did it, while Becky was selling it to make sure it looked good. And then Ronda's like, I guess I've got to come back here on Friday as well. <laughs> God's sake. And she just sort of trundled off to the back and was like, oh man, now I've got to work Fridays every week, I guess. I also thought, and I don't often care about this, but Becky looks stupid. <laughs> she really did. She looked lame in all of this because like last time she's here to make Rhonda look good not so much from how she was booked L literally she looks stupid oh right you're talking about the outfit that she was wearing this frilly blouse that's kind of very transparent but also with a big frilly ruff it looked like you know your favourite 18th century Dutch portrait <laughs> it was it was it was a choice but you know i think that's kind of that's that's raw's new gimmick isn't it the heels just make choices <laughs> with their because it like you know bobby was backstage a few raws back being like hey this seth rollins lad is getting over because of his attire i think i should also do that and then there's poor drake maverick a few years ago was like guys i was doing this years ago stop stealing my gimmick ahead of his time but yeah i just thought I, it, it is relevant because You've got Becca, Becca, you've got Becky and Ronda in there for the first time since the WrestleMania match two, three years ago, whatever it was. A match that, you know, it's kind of a dream match. We want to see it happen again. Many years in the making. Yet Be Ronda didn't look like she cared and Becky looked like a clown. And I thought, this is not making me want to see this match. You've somehow in a space of five minutes, sapped all this very intense anticipation. And I, I'm putting the blame on this onto Rhonda, because I mm. think that whether she's doing this purposefully or not, she doesn't appear to be interested. And that is working against this story. Because if she goes to SmackDown and she picks Charlotte, I don't know why I'm supposed to care about that either. And, and apparently the, so the reports are that Ronda is here for two manias. She's doing this year's mania and next year's. This year it will be against Flair and next year it will be against Becky. So if the idea is that you're planting the seeds here for the Becky-Ronda match at next year's mania, that is not going to bloom into a lovely flower because it's an uninterested seed. And also... So we're getting Ronda versus Charlotte. Because it's like, match, dude, it's the match that WWE wanted from day one of her coming in. Becky had the audacity to get over and get in the way of that. So at least in Becky versus Ronda, I am going to be entertained by Becky. But if it's Ronda versus Charlotte, Oh, that is going to be a long road to WrestleMania. <laughs> that is going to be, are we there yet? Are we there yet? No, we just left the house. We're, we're not even out of your village yet. 
That's you how know, long it's going to feel. You know how uh, Adam Pearce opened the show by saying that we're on the road to WrestleMania, but Elimination Chamber is a roadblock. Uh, every SmackDown is a roadblock uh, on the way to us getting to WrestleMania with this Ronda Charlotte. Hey, do you know what? It may get good. Maybe baby face, Char- baby face Charlotte Flair will be awesome. It'll finally happen. Well, finally. No, no, no. no. Ashley. You know, like it's not <laughs> Becky Lynch. It's <laughs> Rebecca. Right. Oh, did that make you interested? That she called her Rebecca? I feel like Ronda is still stuck in that wrestling's fake, by the way, guys. You're all nerds because you didn't cheer me because I wanted to be a superhero. I think she's still stuck on that high horse. Yeah. So, yeah, she's like, it feels very spiteful. But it's all not in a fun heel heat way. Yeah, exactly. And and because I think she does it as well because uh, Becky calls her Ronnie. So this is almost like, oh, if you're not going to call me by my real name, I'll call you by not your real name, even though it is her real name. Like it's, it just it doesn't work on 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 mm. several levels. But at least we got Lita out of it. That yeah. I, I am genuinely excited to see Becky versus Lita, no matter yeah. where it takes place. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
Let's see what you all think on the Ultra Chats. Edward Burke says, Rhonda is boring. On her first run, she expected to be worshipped and the fans didn't give her what she wanted, so now she doesn't care. Also, she's a turf, so she can get in the sea. A bit of political discourse coming in at the end there. The guilty hat. I don't so much think that Rhonda didn't care about the promo. I think it's more that she's not just good at them. We said this repeatedly during her first run, that she needed a mouthpiece to cover where she's weakest. It seems that hasn't changed. I am, um, I don't know, like, I, I, to be honest, it's been so long ago, I forgot any Ronda promo, but I felt like <laughs> even in, I feel like even in Ronda's first run, it looked like she cared. Even if her promos mm. were bad, she at least cared. This was bad and she looked like she didn't want to be doing it. I agree with the Guilty Hat, though. She needs a manager. And then she gets like one word, two words, I'm the bad bitch, St. Mike Drop. That's all she needs to do. I'm the, the bad bitch. <laughs> the Decker Dane. Rhonda seems to be a heel based on her remarks of not falling for crowd reactions since their turn against her at the end of her first run. However, she's already appearing apathetic. It's hard to invest in someone who doesn't want to be there. Vince will tell you that it's grand, though. <laughs> the bad one, Jan Beard. I'm actually kind of happy that Ronda won. It's Brock winning that was more annoying to me. Also, Ollie, instead of going to a new rating system, you could have just always rated both shows on the same standard. That's what I'm doing now. Yeah. I th- I, I, the rating I, 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 system wasn't big enough <laughs> for the gap between Raw and AEW. I did, I did say that people wouldn't be on board with this new one either. They're trolling me. I'm going to cut a freaking apathetic promo. <laughs> Eric August. Last night was my first WWE live event since 2010. And I got to wow. say, I damn sure got my money's worth. I hope to see more of just about everything WWE was doing last night. And I want to see so much less of everything Rousey was doing last night. So lame. Hmm. Good to hear you. 2010. 2010's a rough old year to go to a WWE live event. <laughs> In your Nexus t-shirt. Or maybe this will be the week that they get taken seriously. Jack Nichols. Ronda sees WWE the same way I do. To paraphrase her mate on SmackDown, they they give of Steven Spielberg vibes when everybody knows they're... You, you, how do you say this guy's name? Uh, UA Ball. UA Ball. UA Ball. Lita versus Becky should be fun, though. What's your favourite... Uh, Sylvan Grenier match. Stay you safe, know... <laughs> say Peng. Man, you could tell that you weren't watching when Sylvian when Sylvan Grenier was uh, one of the top stars as La Resistance. I say top stars. Oh, um, I know La Resistance. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the the one he had with Rob Conway as a tag team. Great, and I do know who Uwe Bowl is. I just don't think I've ever said his first name out loud. I don't think many people have. It's like, it's like when people gone. Oh, he just—he had a boxing match with a critic who called him out. <laughs> he did, yeah. I was, I was about to say, uh, UA bowls a lot like people never re- read out the name Tommy Wiseau. And so I was like, never actually sure how I'm supposed to say this. Mm-mm. Plasma PT. Morning, Luke and Ollie. I honestly thought Raw was good last night because of how much I enjoyed myself. I don't know why, but I want to see Ronda versus Shayna over any other match Ronda could have. She might care. Well, also, hey, she might just form a tag team. On, uh, mm. on SmackDown because you know they're busy mates. They're on the same show now. Well, so WWE.com have listed Ronda Rousey for all future upcoming episodes of SmackDown. Um, so 
think it's quite clear that she's going to be picking Charlotte Flair there. Good way to spoil it, lads. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, maybe they can win the tag belts um, and sort of defend them at Summers, like through SummerSlam or something. Don't mind that at all. Put Sasha Banks with Charlotte, you know, uneasy bedfellows, but it is the MMA. It's the it's the two horsewomen versus the two horsewomen <laughs> because together that's four horsewomen. That's what we wanted, <laughs> right? Sort of it. Mr. Kajili. Hey, guys, now we see why I don't want her back because she doesn't respect our world and why she needs Alexa to carry their feud in 2018 because otherwise Ronda would have been done quicker than she was. Fans have long memories and don't forgive the F fighting thing. Jam that champ. I mean, I, I would say that every single part, and I, I would also say of her 2018 run, I don't think people are going to say that the Alexa Bliss feud is the one that everyone remembers. I can't literally forgot that happened until you said it was the Kajili. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think Ronda has carried those, that bad attitude. What's the name mm. of their entrance music? Uh, bad Reputation. Yeah, she's carried that bad <laughs> reputation into this run. Maybe it's a work. Brian Wilkowski. Can't wait to see Ronda and Charlotte have a feud based on who can know sell each other's <laughs> moves and promos. Shoot comments, going off script, laughing after taking finishes. The unprofessionals <laughs> implode <laughs> at the most <laughs> at the most stupendous two-day WrestleMania. There that is amazing. I love, Brian. I love that. So this episode, other than the Rousey thing, I thought was banging. Yeah, pretty good episode. This like this is you get this after main after the Rumble, don't you? So the reinvigoration of Raw because we are on the road to WrestleMania. So now WWE are trying to take things seriously because people are watching. And you know, I'd say this was a solid seventy-two percent. <laughs> Wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sticking with my three out of five thing because mine was never flawed. I think back in the old days of ratings, I would have given this a high four. Wow, a high four! So yeah, I think it was a pretty decent show. But so your criteria usually for like this sort of thing was like you know you had to have three epic things happen on a show. So what mm. were your three epic things that happened on this show? Lesnar and uh, Lashley, that opening segment. Like I, I was genuinely caught off guard by first Lesnar appearing and then saying he's going to be in the chamber. I think um, the overall quality of the qualifying matches and storylines that fed into them were above average. So overall, I'd, I'd put that at a four out of five. Um, but yeah, it was missing that extra one for a five out of five. I enjoyed the show. I thought it was a, a, a very solid three out of five. This was a, a very, very good episode of Raw. 72%. So it opened with Adam Pierce opening the show and, you know, he just does his old... He recapped everything we'd just literally seen in the video package that the announcers had already told us. He did it again. And he said, right off the bat, the Elimination Chamber in Saudi Arabia is going to be for Bobby Lashley's newly won WWE Championship. So I was like, boom, right off the bat. That's a cool announcement. Lashley comes out. He trash talks Brock, having beaten Brock. And then the big shocker, Brock comes out. 
Brock like says, hey, you wouldn't have beaten me if it wasn't for Heyman and Reigns. I want it right now. And Brock was this awesome baby face. Looks like they're going to go at it right there. I thought they might for a second. Bobby walked away and Brock said, the chamber, I want in. So freaking Lesnar and Lashley are in the chamber. Yeah, I'm I'm really glad that they've been building to this Royal Rumble match two days after it happens. Um, <laughs> like, wouldn't this have been a much better like go home angle? Like, you know, I, you know, I'm I'm being facetious. I'm being facetious. This was a you very are, this was good... a good this was a very good segment. I'm I'm just making a little laugh, TD. So yeah, this this was this was very very good. Brock was awesome. I thought Bobby selling of Brock's like. Mm don't give an F attitude was really, really great. Like he wanted this fight MVP telling him not to, they clearly did a lot of swears because they was, there was so much like oh, yeah. di- dipping of the audio and things like that. And um, there is just sort of like, you know, there's the question marks hanging over as to why Brock Lesnar just got added into the chamber match, whereas other people had to qualify, but you know, because it, it, he was screwed. He was screwed out of the win. Yeah. But he's also won the Royal rumble. Yeah, that as well. But he's he's using oh he did also Brock also confirmed he's facing Roman at WrestleMania. He's entered into the chamber because he wants to win the title, make it title versus title at WrestleMania. Well, of course he's picked Roman because he was handed a WWE title shot. So like he's no, not no, gonna no. pick he's not gonna pick Bobby for Mania now, is he? That only came afterwards. I think this makes sense. <laughs> I I I slightly disagree. Um Adam but, Pierce but, but, used but, his discretion. He said, yes, you're right. Bobby didn't properly beat you. I will add you immediately as the first competitor. With four other guys. To yeah. that, which, which makes it a fair fight, I guess. Look, hey, I, it's I, not I, fair on Bobby either. He's got to defend it against five people. Honestly, Ollie, I don't care. I, and it, it doesn't make any sense, but it's not like Brock's going to have a five-minute match on Raw to qualify in. Just, just announce him for it. It's fine. He is going to be out first. Iron Man performance, Brock. It's going to be Brock in number one. Number one. Well, I thought it was really good. And, you know, the key thing to this is, did it make you want to see a match? Yes, very much so. And that was before the four remaining guys were announced. After that, Rhea Ripley and Nikki, almost a superhero, concluded their, like, year-long story. Um, not, not quite year long because there's only like when when did Nikki win the belt? It was just after uh, oh, Money yeah. in the Bank, so like June, I suppose you could say that's sort of when it started. Seven months then, but and they yeah. split up. That's been a month long, and this seems to be the final blow off. But there was not real, not really a blood feud vibe, and Rhea beat her clean with a ripside. And that is because part of the builds for this was uh, Nikki A.S.H. eliminating Mighty Molly from the Royal Rumble and not Rhea Ripley. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it, it was fine. Like it was it was really weird, though, because Corey Graves had this line where he was like, man, you know, Nikki, is, she was cosplaying a superhero. She's got how good she is in the ring. It's like, Corey, she was she was the champion. She was the champion. She beat Charlotte Flair like she wasn't rubbish. So there's like, you know, some inconsistencies there. Decent match for the time that it was given. Rhea won. Didn't really get over. I thought the crowd were quite quiet. Um, Then we started off the scooter race. I forgot this was happening with all the excitement of the Rumble, but this is the second. Rumble. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, sure he was. (laughs) That this was the second part of the three leg 
academic bowl or whatever it is, academic challenge. And it's Riddle and Chad Gable. They've got to have a scooter race. It's a 50 lap scooter race around the entire arena. And Chad Gable has got one of his Olympic buddies to give him Ned Flanders's skiing suit. And yeah, they, uh, they have a race for the first hour of the show. Do you want to hear my 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 nitpicky complaints about this? Because overall, I thought this was excellent. Like I I, mm. re- I thought the conclusion of it in particular was excellent, and I really enjoyed the match that Riddle and Otis had. I thought that was a hell of a lot of fun. And also, like Chad Gable getting to do his goofy Chad shush, it's like stuff is always <laughs> excellent. But this is you know it's it's evidence of WWE's terrible way of they script uh, segments and present them. This segment opened with Kevin the Crab Patrick saying. Matt Riddle, can you explain the rules of this scooter race? Matt Riddle then does some comedy and it cuts back to Kevin Kilpatrick who explains the rules of the race. I'm like, well, if you're explaining, why did you ask Matt to do it? And then, and I, and I was really looking forward to this being sort of like a show long thing, but the sort of pacing of it in three segments time, it was halfway done. And I'm like, oh, mm. we haven't seen any of this and they're halfway done already. And all the backstage segments they did, there was never any indication of like who was leading, who was behind, who had the advantage. It was just they didn't. I don't think they played up the comedy enough of what should have been in this. Especially with the Olympics starting this Friday, you could have done a proper, you know, aerial shot of them going around the. You know, you could have gone properly silly, uh, but it was a bit of a, I guess, a lazy execution of that concept. The only backstage bits we had, of course, there was some 24-7 title shenanigans, but it was really just Dana and Tamina brawling. Chad and Riddle didn't interact. And then Riddle got sort of stopped by a moss at one point and then went round him. That's it. Yeah. Well, he got some water off of the Street Profits, who then wouldn't give Chad Gable any water, the bastards. What was more interesting for me here is I thought the purpose of this was to see Otis and Randy Orton on on scooters. Yeah. And and Orton wasn't on this show at all, which is, you know, he does that every now and again. He'll just be missing for a while. I, I, I've always assumed it was part of his contract. Like, I don't want to work all the time. Give me more holiday, which is, you know, all the power to him. But it was just, I, I feel like it, it does hang riddle a bit high and dry sometimes because this segment doesn't work without Auden there yeah i i completely agree with you and that's exactly you are right i think that's the report thing that his contract says that he's only working x number of dates per year which means he just has to miss some episodes of tv and then matt riddle has to do all of their heavy lifting in the feud and that often makes him look a little bit weak i guess mm. um but yeah do you know what overall i i thoroughly enjoyed all of this really do you think everything's okay with Orton? You know, like he, he, his hometown at the Rumble, he was there for about four minutes and then chucked out. Mm-hmm. Oh, not here tonight. Yeah. Well, I don't know what else is he going to do. Like he's like, oh, oh, actually, apparently, according to PW Insider, win the Royal Rumble because if it yeah, wasn't sure, going to be, sure. if it wasn't going to be Matt Riddle, sure, sure, it's going to sure. be Randy Orton. Apparently, you know, who both had very strong single storylines going into that Rumble match. I can't believe Riddle, Randy Orton, Shane McMahon and Seth Rollins were all going to win the Rumble. It's crazy, crazy what we could have had. Um, Alexa Bliss is in her psychiatrist thing again. The doctor showed her a replica doll 
that you can get from wweshop.com. It was, it was so bad, it was actually quite funny. Uh, and then she just looked at it, and that was it. We had the other half later on where she hugged it more, but it's like, these, this is a real bitty way to drag out these segments until mania, apparently. And yeah, like also they don't have endings for them because they just keep they just fade out of them. Like they had a recap of the segment last week, and they basically played the entire segment from last week because it was barely a segment last week. They faded out halfway through, faded out halfway through this one, and then you get to the one later on. But they did yeah. two of them on this show and faded out of that one again. So like they don't they don't know how to finish them, so they just sort of stop them halfway through, which <laughs> makes them a bit rubbish. They've filmed a lot of stuff, I imagine, in advance. Like they've they've filmed all the the footage, and I I feel like they only filmed four weeks worth of footage. But they're like, oh, let's run these for four months instead. We're not bringing it back at the uh, Rumble, so gotta stretch this out to Mania now. <laughs> uh, Miz took on Dominic Mysterio next. This was one of those soft resets of a character. You know, Miz was feuding with Edge. He had Maurice by his side. Now he's like the Miz from 2015, mid-card Again. champion. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's yeah. that's what he is. It's amazing. No matter what the Miz does, he returns to his natural state of annoying mid-carder. Exactly. Well, you know, that's it's a great place for him. It's much better than him being WWE champion. I'm not even saying it as a criticism. I think that, you know, that's his level. It's nice that they put him back there. Uh, he beat Dominic Mysterio, but he was more focused on taunting Ray on the outside. He did a really fun fake trip spot as if Ray had tripped him, but he hadn't. And the referee ejected Ray. Uh, I presume this means we're getting Miz versus Ray. Or it's going to be Miz and Maurice versus Ray and his <laughs> wife, Dom. But Ray's, Ray's got a, Is it Angela? Yeah, it's good. Well, it's good. Yeah, but... Maybe could this be the return of Aaliyah Mysterio? Maybe now is the oh time to bring her back. What you mean, Ray, Aaliyah, and Dom? But Miz has only got Miz, Maurice. <laughs> could it be <laughs> Miz Dad? Dad. <laughs> For the I mania? I thought you were talking about one of their kids. Actually, I mean, I just I was just thinking then, wouldn't it be really what a fun gimmick it could be is if you just brought up one of the NXT 2.0 people and pretended like Ms. and Maurice just pretended that was their daughter. And everyone was like, well, we know it's she was only born three years ago. And they were like, <laughs> she grew up so fast. And now she's an amazing wrestler. That would work. They, they would adopt one, I think. Ms. and Maurice could adopt someone from NXT, but it's really quite obvious to just to use them as a way to win matches. Mm. Uh, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. It's going to be Miz versus Rey Mysterio. Um, I, just, just lastly, I cannot wait for that match to go three minutes at WrestleMania. Oh, hey, that could go on at Saudi. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is fantastic as always. And he showed us how fantastic he is on the microphone and then in the ring. Because first we got the Kevin Owens show. He had Seth Rollins as a guest. He was brilliant there. And then it led right into a match with Austin Theory, uh, an Elimination Chamber match qualifier, which he was also excellent in. 
a credit to Austin Theory as well. Like this is yeah, more yeah. of great work from Austin Theory, which we've been seeing since Survivor Series. Well, like for me, Theory was one of the best things in that Survivor Series match last year. Mm -hmm. And I think he's been consistently either really, really good or great on Raw in ring since then. Like I think most of the matches he have had has been absolute bangers. And he worked awesome with Owens here. Owens was great. Obviously, Owens didn't win because Owens don't do Saudi shows. And so, but like Austin Theory going in is is a, a really smart move. Apparently, according to Ringside News, it was supposed to be Shane and it was changed to Austin Theory. I mean, they're interchangeable, right? They're both <laughs> Vince's sons. Uh, also, apparently, like, so Seth, Shane, the Shane story, if you haven't seen this, is that Shane wanted to have a WrestleMania match with Seth Rollins. Like, that's what he was pitching uh, in the lead up to the Rumble. They would, Seth Rollins would be in the Rumble. They would start their feud there. They would then continue it through the chamber. And then um, they would have a match at WrestleMania, which is why Shane was going to be in the chamber match. Uh, but apparently Vince took Seth out of the Rumble match because he wanted him to sell the Roman Reigns beatdown in their post-match angle, which Rollins did not do on this show. Which, like, so if I'm Shane McMahon, I'd be like, "Hey guys, he wasn't doing it there." I when Seth came out for the KO show, he did this. You know, he he didn't like do his usual hand waving. He was going, "Oh, oh, I'm hurting," and that lasted about thirty seconds. Because then he walked down the ramp, and by the time he was in the ring, he was totally fine again. It's like Seth is incredible, but this is a genuinely like bad part of his approach to wrestling. It's infuriating. Yeah. Uh, a question I had for you as well is: you really liked the DQ finish of the Roman Seth match because you said it's just the first part of their ongoing feud, and it looks like that feud is now just done. Let's see. Let's see. Because, and I quote. When when uh, KO had this great line about how Seth maybe didn't win the Universal Championship, but he's still the Universal Champion of his heart. And Seth was like, uh, I mean, thanks. That's really nice of you to say. <laughs> that's just brilliant. But then Seth said, look, I'm not going to talk about S SmackDown business on Raw. So I think we could. it's perfectly plausible that Seth could show up on Friday and continue that story. He's in the chamber with Rome. He's in the chamber for the title on yeah. on the raw side of things. And then yeah. Roman's got, and then Roman's got Brock at Mania. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite part of this segment. I'm not was, the writer. <laughs> my favorite part of this segment was Kevin Owens saying, "Like, look, Seth, you're already in the chamber because of your amazing performance against Roman <laughs> Reigns. You're already in the chamber. So, hey, do you know what you should do?" You should go and tell Adam Pearce and Sonia Deville that I shouldn't have to qualify either. And if if they don't do that, if they don't go to your demands, then you'll walk out of the chamber and won't compete in the match. And Rollins looks at him and was like, "Yeah, that it's certainly an idea, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't I don't think we should do it." And then Owens is like, "I'll do the same for you." And Seth's like, uh, "Would you?" Um, <laughs> it was really really funny. But they're fantastic together, honestly. Um, but yeah, went into the match, which we've already discussed. The way Theory won after a really, really good match. Um, Owens is getting back in the ring. Theory kicks the bottom rope, effectively low blows, but doesn't low blow Owens. And then he gets the win. 
Uh, shocking result, sure. But yeah, Owens doesn't do Saudi shows because he has a moral code. Yeah, good, good on him. Uh, it's a shame that we won't get to see Owens interact with Rollins in the chamber. Um, yeah, but you know, we, we sort of got that at day one, I guess. <clears throat> so after that, we got Angelo Dawkins, hometown boy, being in Dolph Ziggler. A win in a hometown? I mean, it's Dawkins versus Ziggler, mate. Like, I've been watching this match. I mean, you're lucky that you just decided not to watch SmackDown because, like, this is like you saw this match every single week on SmackDown. Then the pair of them have got drafted over to Raw and are just having this same match on Raw. Feel real bad for these lads just stuck in Groundhog Day. You know what, tomorrow? Is it today or tomorrow? Uh, well, tomorrow is Wednesday. What are you asking? Groundhog Day. Oh, uh, Oh, it is tomorrow. I think you're right. February 2nd, right? Yeah, February 2nd. Yeah. Huh. Is it today or tomorrow? Tomorrow. Today's February 1st. February 2nd. Yes, tomorrow. Is it today or tomorrow? Groundhog <laughs> what? Day. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we got it. Yeah, yeah. It's February 1st today. So tomorrow is February 2nd. Fear my hands coming to Raw talking of Groundhog Day. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Is this a new bit? He said in the feed I had, soon I will strike. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think they have, have updated the, uh, the the promo. Still means mm -hmm. nothing because there are no plans for him. Apparently, as well, according to WrestleVotes, there are no plans for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania, which is really <laughs> good when you're a few a few weeks out, really, isn't it? <laughs> it's still, uh, which means, that... sorry, sorry, which means it still could be Seth versus Shane for the WWE title. Could still happen. Come on, fingers crossed. Uh, we got the scooter race finale, which was a photo finish. Not a photo finish, actually. They had a sort of end point just in front of the commentary desk. Chad and Riddle go down the ramp. Chad trips. Riddle comes around, but Otis just steamrolls him. The, the sort of bounce that Riddle gets off of Otis is incredible. Oh, yeah. It's one of his great strengths is like the selling off a big guy. And it was really, and like Chad's reaction to Otis coming out was so great. And then Chad slowly gets on his skin and goes around, even lapping a, like a collapsed riddle on the floor to cross the finish line and talks about how he got there because of the grades he got at school. Ah, oh, thank you. Thank you. And it's, oh my God, I love this Chad Gable character. Have you noticed, I only saw it when someone did a compilation of it, that he does this thing where he'll faint when someone does a promo against him no, oh my that. god okay he didn't get to do it on this show but if you go back and watch the last couple of weeks of segments you know when riddle's like and it will be a scooter race you can see chad like it cuts back to him and he goes <laughs> <laughs> it just, he faints out of shock he is something else and i i honestly think riddle is is the perfect foil for him Chad's this very straight-laced, Olympian, tightly wound guy who, you know, cares so much about everything. Riddle is the total opposite. He's very loose. He's implied to be stoned a lot of the time. He doesn't really care about anything. So th th it's gold when you put them together. I had a, uh, a sudden thought just popped into my head there. Where I was like, isn't it strange that after all these years, we're finally getting a Chad Gable push? And I was like, ah. Oh, has he got a contract coming up and they're trying to get him to stay? 
Yeah, there was all those uh, reports late last year of everyone trying to get him to go to AEW, wasn't there? Mm. Uh, stay, Chad. There's plenty for you here in WWE. So th- I've seen a lot of people be negative about this match. They said it went really? too long. It was only seven minutes. They said it was boring, repetitive. It was just Otis beating up Riddle, and then Riddle gets the win at the end. That's kind of what I loved about it. Yeah, I loved right. Riddle bumping around for Otis. I think Riddle's a fantastic babyface in peril. But also, like, and you got to put Otis over as the, the big guy. Yeah. So I, I really enjoyed this. Riddle won as well. And I'm like, excellent. Riddle in the chamber. He could have won the Rumble. <laughs> uh, Bianca Belair beat Carmella. Nothing to say. She is going to be spinning her wheels until Mania comes around, right? Spinning her braid. She should have won the Rumble. Uh, we got another Bliss segment, which I think it was just, it was the second half of what we got earlier. And I assume at one point in time that was meant to be transmitted in full. And they were like, hey, let's try something, let's try something different. Let's needlessly cut this in two and air it at different hours. There's um there's a, a huge problem with these uh, Alexa Bliss uh, vignettes. And outside of the obvious that I don't think a lot of people outside of uh, Chris Lilly uh, care, um, they're going nowhere. Like this is supposed to be Alexa Bliss's journey back to Raw, but every single week, all I'm seeing is her do effectively the same gag every Mm. week. There's no progression of the vignettes. So like, you know, Bianca Belair's spinning her wheels until Mania. These vignettes are just spinning their wheels. This vignette may as well be Veer Mahan is coming to Raw because nothing is progressing with them. Uh, Otis and Chad Gable are backstage. They said the final challenge, because it's now 1H, the RK Bro won in the academic side and Alpha Academy beat in the one in the scooter race. So we're getting a final one, which will give RK Bro a, a tag team title shot if they win. It's a quiz bowl. Because Super Bowl. Sports sports teams and i think that the sports team of the the place they were in did a real good sports team over the weekend so i think they're now number one sports team but isn't there sport on sunday isn't sport it's the super bowl sport on sunday yeah. right and yes but i the think the day after well no but i think it is, the super bowl is not till next weekend and then so the so the sports team that they were in the hometown for did all the sports there like the, this weekend mm. just gone? So 13th. they now got to, so they've got to do the sports. Oh, is it okay? So they've got to do the sports again on the thirteenth, which is what they were making reference it, to here. It's the go home, the go home show next next Monday's Raw for the Super Bowl. Go, uh, cool. It'll be fun. Uh, it, isn't WWE Raw going to be on the Sci Fi Channel next week? Oh, is that the week they're on Sci-Fi? Because NXT, well, I think, the Olympics is on start on Friday. I think NXT's on Sci-Fi this week. Damn. What's your favourite Winter Olympic sport? Uh, bobsled, because I saw Cool Runnings uh, when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very mm-hmm. funny. What's your favourite? Ice skating, because I saw Blades of Glory when I was a teenager, and I thought it yeah. was very, very funny. Sports. Uh, AJ Styles took on Rey Mysterio in the final qualifier, and it was just, you know, it wasn't spectacular. It wasn't 
crazy good with all these memorable spots. It was the equivalent of a Kaz match on Dynamite. You know, yes, year, Kaz, but the pre, like at the start of last year, I was just like, oh my God, this is so solid. I even prefer it more than a flashy match. Yeah, this was great. A premium yeah, live event, main event in any other uh, time. <laughs> but uh, they came back from the ad break when Ray Mysterio was making his entrance. And Jimmy Smith goes, is this a premium live event or are we watching <laughs> Raw? So I do empathize a bit with WWE because it's not a pay-per-view anymore. It hasn't been a pay-per-view forever. So what would you call it if not a premium live event? <laughs> A network show. I don't know. No, 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 Luke, Luke. I put it to you. Is it, is this a premium show? You've got to pay for it. It is. Is true. it live? It is live. Yes, and and it is an event, and it's a thing that happened. Premium live event. P L E. It, it makes total sense when you put it on paper, isn't it? But I think because we all got so used to pay per view, and we've all mm. just been calling the pay per views, even though they're not pay per views and haven't been for quite some time. So when they just rebranded them they rebadged it you fool to be premium live event it just really was god they're lame what a lame thing to do but it makes total sense to do it i just think you know nick khan is obviously a very good creative thinker to come up with this you know it doesn't it doesn't sound like it's a corporate thing at all it feels like you know because we could have had something fun like stupenda show <laughs> oh you've got to tune into the stupenda show this sunday Show Pendus. Premium live event. Show Pendus. And but yeah, premium, this premium was live really, event really good. It's, it's the sort of thing you say in quarterly reports, a premium live event. This was really good. AJ is back to being a proper sort of upper mid-carder again. I can't believe I've got to get back to that point. Uh, the, there was no sort of goofy heel stuff. There was no Amos stuff. This was AJ. He shook hands with Ray at the start. Feels like he's transitioning into that old baby face role again. And they just worked terrifically together where they knew every move the other person was going to do, loads of reversals. Ray kept on getting out of the Styles clash, but in the end, crossbody off the top rope, Styles rolled through and as he did, held on to the Styles clash, hit that and won. We've got AJ in the chamber. Fantastic. Love that. Like, you know, WWE's problem they've had with Raw is they don't have, they've got a lack of main event talent. Like, you know, because they've got Bobby and Brock and, but, you know, Brock is going over to SmackDown um, soon enough. And you've got Seth, I guess. Like, Seth is very much sort of filling that, that sort of main event position. But everyone else is just mid-card fodder. But, like, putting them into this chamber match because they're all really good, it makes me, like, kind of excited to see the show. Because I'm like, oh, cool. Well, maybe this will be the time we can actually ascend some of these guys back into main event positions. It's the opposite of the men's rumble. <laughs> because yes. like if if you look at this like i you know bobby could retain brock could win and make it title versus title riddle could win and start this weird program with randy orton austin theory won't win but i'm excited to see how far he goes aj styles could win to set up like a, you know a, a thing with edge maybe and freaking seth rollins could win to, to either carry on a feud with Bobby Lashley or do something with Shane McMahon. You've I got like glad. five of the six people in there have a definite case for winning. Yeah, I, I, I'm i actually really stoked for this. And I think it is, you know, like for all of the 
morally questionable things we can say about the Saudi deal. And boy, howdy, there are a lot of them. Because the Saudis pay so much money, WWE really try with them. Like the, like these those two shows they do a year is the most effort they put into any show. So we as the fans get to benefit for that. I actually think this is different. I think previously they would just put on glorified house shows where you'd have a few big returning stars and names, Undertaker, Triple H, etc. But it wouldn't really tie into the narrative. You know, it wouldn't affect the stupendous shows from month to month. But I think because they fell behind so much on Saudi dates during the pandemic, because they're obligated to do two shows there a year, they're now behind on that. They've got to make them up. I feel like they're just like, ah, can we... Can we do a show here? What, what, what? Okay, we can't do that. So that's, we'll do the February Stupender show in Saudi Arabia. So I feel like that's what's happening. I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think that, I think it's, you might be right that because they're just, they're behind on their Saudi dates. So they are doing more of them. But I also think, like, you know, we go back to a couple of years ago when you had the Elimination Chamber, but you also had Crown Jewel, I think it was, like in the same month which is where Fiend like lost the title to Goldberg. Mm. And so you're trying to do too much at the same time. Like I think WB perhaps have just learned from their mistakes they've done previously, where they're trying to present, you know, trying to do three shows in a row, but, you know, trying to promote three shows at the same time. Do you remember there was that period when like they had to do Hell in a Cell, Super Showdown, and whatever the Saudi show was all at the same time. Like yeah. now it's, it's a much cleaner way to do it. It's just like, it makes more sense to do the Elimination Chamber in Saudi Arabia if you're doing the Saudi shows in February than do two shows where one of them happens to be the sound. It happens to be the the Chamber match. You're totally right, uh, and and yeah, that is for the better. Uh, oh, and then we got the Rousey stuff, which turned into Becky versus Lita. Becky versus Lita in Saudi well, Arabia, man. I mean, it is mad. Like, I'm, I'm really in for, for Becky versus Lita. The report was that Lita was meant to have an AEW run. She was going to have a, a run against Britt Baker for the title. And she opted instead to go for WWE. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really keen. Like, of all the people that came back for the Rumble, there was, was a few of them. I'm like, I'd love to have, like, longer runs for these. Lita was so over in the Rumble. Like, I, yeah, so I'm glad to see she's getting a bit more. What have you, you've got something to add to this? No, no, no. I, I agree with everything you said, but it's like, if Lita did go to AEW, Matt and Jeff could be reunited there soon as well. Team Extreme. We've, have we ever... When was the last time we got a full-on Team Extreme reunion? Probably when it was in, like, 2001, like, 2002? Yeah. Like, when the Hardys then split up. I love Jeff and Matt, but let's be honest, I've seen them reunite about 80 times. <laughs> I, I've not seen Lita get back with them. But do you think Lita sure, would, like would to... love it? I was going to say, I'm sure Lita would also be super thrilled uh, with the idea. Uh, you know, it all it worked out so well for them when they were doing stuff on screen together. So obviously, it's a 72 percent uh, show, no question. What do you think? Uh, I would have given the show very much a high three out of five. Actually, no, no, so I'm going to scratch that into the four out of five because the Ronda thing was only the really thing that kind of brought me down on this. There's nitpicks you can have throughout, but it's a three-hour show. The wrestling on it was really good. Some banging matches, in fact. Um, building towards uh, the, the Elimination Chamber, I'm really in for that. So I thought this was a very, very good show. However, our community poll, 49% thought it was a three Whoa. out of five show, uh, two out of five, 19%, one out of five, 15%. But as we said, I think you can 
seven percent of that you can probably equate to being troll voting but yeah that is heavily 50 percent of the audience thought this was a bang average three out of five show can i i'm surprised by that can i just you know i, I need to walk this through with someone so this is what i've got right <laughs> so you, you can make it slightly my, bigger my, so we can so people can read it on my day off I did. You know, there's the there's the percentage thing. Just okay. Yeah, that's the, that is the long way of doing it. Yep. Oh, can yep. I need to see that again? <laughs> oh, yep. Okay. Is that better? Can yep. you see that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I can read that a bit better now. Yeah. So this is this is sort of when I was writing it out, and I think some of these numbers might change, but I think pretty much all of Raw last year, you know, the bad bad shows, we're talking mm -hmm. under twenty percent, under thirty percent. And this year, I don't think anything's been really bad. Like that weird one where Big E was beat clean and the tag title change and stuff like that. That's like the worst Raw this year. Two out of five, 40%, I think. Okay, so what you say, so a 40% show is a two out of five show. No, 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 no. Kind of, kind of. I was just trying to find my bottom. Right. And that's oh, where I... I Sometimes we all, we all have trouble with that. And then the Maurice Brick episode, I put at 48. So why was that 8% better? Was it because of the Brick? Well, the you've brick, got to the, think... The Brick like, was 8%. The, the the graduation ceremony with Alpha Academy and KO versus Priest 1, I thought was a stonker. Uh, this was the go-home show. Alpha and RK Bro Spelling Bee. This episode, no, the first episode of the year, that was really fun. And then this episode will run. So it's quite a, a long gap, actually. I would say this is, then you, then you get into the AEW Dynamites. Okay. How, how do you feel about it? That's, that's what I'm curious. I don't know how I'll feel until about six months in when I've got enough data because I'll, you know, like a, a really bad Raw show will happen. I'll be like, oh my God, that was do like dog crap. It's It feels like a 32%. I'll be like, but actually that 10th of January episode was worse than it. So I'll bump the 10th of January down. It's very much on gut feeling right now until I establish what the percentages mean. Well, do you know what? It's getting really good feedback in the comments. Uh, I'm so lost bruh what i don't get it 100 for effort math uh, yeah, gymnastics yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, i'm yeah, so yeah. lost okay yeah why if you is just Dynamite show those ones but not the 12th of january you've missed the 5th of january episode jesus christ what about what that's not the one i was trying to get look <laughs> what about josh i like all your ratings f the haters i like it says time marshall i can't math Bring back the Rawful and AEW-tastic ratings. Yeah, th this is a good point from Bacon Rasher. Oh, no, it's moved. Yeah, so you can't see the sums. There's actually a very complex <laughs> formula. If you, if you highlight over one of them, we can see it. No, no, no. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yes, well. There we go. Let's read out um, your remaining chats. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel I, I feel bad. I've... I feel bad for you, Davis, in all of this, really, because I, your your previous system made sense. 
Raw sh- WWE shows were compared against other WWE shows, and AEW shows were compared against other AEW shows. <clears throat> it totally makes sense. I think I thought you were being unfairly chastised for it. Uh, Garage Art is correct. I have not watched all of the 5th of January Dynamite, which is why it wasn't on that. Uh, right, so chats. He's right. Who Pavan- does need Rachel Riley when you got Ollie Davis maths? You could have just ended that with who needs Rachel Riley. What have you, what have you got against Rachel Riley? Ah, she's fine. She's no Carol Vorderman, <laughs> that's all I'll say. What? <laughs> Why are you just shooting shots at poor Rachel Riley? <laughs> I'm sure she's grand. I've never met her. Jesus. Uh, Pavan Sunkara. WWE should make a Hollywood movie with Charlotte and Ronda. It has gotten tired now. WWE gets what they want and we can survive their crap. It should be Becky versus Bianca, Sasha versus Bailey if she comes back at Mania. I've, I've seen Sasha Bailey. So, I you know, Charlotte Ronda is... It's the match that... Like, I, I said this about... Um, okay, I'm about to say something which does sort of also go against my own argument here. I did a video on this channel a few years ago in the lead up to the WrestleMania, the one in New Orleans, where I just said, look, let's just let the WWE, let Vince have Vince, uh, let's just let Vince have Roman beating Brock at Mania. And then we can all just move past it. We can get on to new and better things. That spectacularly blow from Vince. My point I was going to make was let, let Vince just have Ronda versus Charlotte. And then we can all move on from it because that, that's the match that he's wanted. So let him have it. And then we can move on. Uh, the Guilty Hat. I may regret putting this out into the universe, but based on who's in the chamber for Raw, I kind of want to see Austin Theory win the title and then maybe go on to Mania against Shane for both the title and Vince's love. Would be a way to push a star. Um, I mean, in fairness, Shane McMahon as your first WWE Championship program is like that puts you into a main event level. Like that is a bigger main event level than having your first feud be against Dolph Ziggler. I would prefer that not to be for the title, but I do want that match. Colby Dennis, I don't care if Seth KO are heels or faces, they are great together. I also laugh so hard at KO putting over the stupendous WrestleMania the best way he could. Kevin, to be honest, Luke's cat making its return in the news video had a bigger pop from me than any Rumble entrance. I also popped for it, the way your little ears... (laughs) My little ears fall down because I've got weird shaped ears. The men's rumble match was so boring. I fell asleep and I was watching it at 5pm on Sunday. I turned the feed off when Lesnar entered. Couldn't be bothered. In all Will fairness, Brennan, there, was, there was only like 30 seconds left of the match. Will Brennan, is it possible we see Styles win the chamber and see Edge versus AJ for the WWE title at Mania? Yes, please. Also, if Seth's in the chamber, is Roman just not going to have a match? Oh no, Roman will have a match. It'll be against, oh, let's just say Mo. <laughs> uh, Sonic Prodigy 55 Hey you guys, since Brock got his WWE title rematch Where's Big E's rematch? Did Beige forget? Is it because WWE didn't care about Beige's title reign? When people say Big E was champion a month ago I say, no he wasn't Where's Big E's rematch? Jam that jam It's on Smackdown in the tag team division He could go and have a match with Roman 
yeah, Survivor Series rematch could happen. Yeah. Uh, Riot DR, ladies and gentlemen, tree trunk, tree trunk, tree trunk, tree trunk, dramatic pause, stupendous freaking tree trunk. I wish I could watch Raw without the urge to mute. Anyway, love you guys and hope all is more than decent. Jam that jam. I was confused there, but the tree trunk is a reference to Otis, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it's it's quite. There's it's a very good skill to to develop in life, which is tuning out raw commentary. <laughs> Uh, Laxima Narasimhan B Imagine if Shane Cost theory the match at Elimination Chamber leading to a Wrestlemania match that WWE would have the nerve to book as Austin versus McMahon too <laughs> and or Shane in their promo exchange going I'm Vince's illegitimate son as a callback to the angle that's great that's really good I love that actually I wouldn't even be annoyed. No, I'd, I'd I'd actually love it. The problem is though, because Shane thinks that he is a legitimately great wrestler, he wouldn't do comedy like comedy silliness mm. like that. Lucas Chapper, I'm hoping when Alexa Bliss finally makes it back to Raw, they will tell the story of normal Alexa, normal Alexa Bliss fighting in matches while having to stay in control of the Alexa in her her fiend gimmick, or she will get herself disqualified. You That's mean Damian, Damian Priest? Priest's <laughs> That's Damian Priest's gimmick. You don't want that, Lucas. Yeah. Or it's going to be what I, my prediction was um, Finn Balor's gimmick, which is like, mm. Alexa Bliss is now just, we're going to take popular gimmicks that fans like, but put it onto wrestlers <laughs> that we want to push. Uh, Sean Nolan, WWE. Hey, Becky, sorry about having to put up with Moody Ronda. Here's a dream match to make up for it. Genuinely delighted for Becky and really enjoyed the, wait, what just happened? Look after her segment with Lita. Great stuff. Much better. It's, it's saved the segment. Legit underboss. Give me Shane versus Theory. When it gets a 30-second hug from Vince as he tells you he's so proud of you. Like that. Vince? Vince in a shark cage. Hug on a pole match. <laughs> Off-color commentary. WWE does things people want to see, but bad. People like and want to see older guys, just not at the expense of younger talent perpetually spinning their wheels. AEW proves it's not even hard to do, and yet WWE is so inept that no one likes Shane anymore. I think that's Shane's fault more than anything. Will Brennan. If they're building up AJ, maybe instead of an edge match, he'll take on Bobby at Mania? Wouldn't mind that. Wouldn't mind that at all. Um, we've now got a bunch of chats on Ollie's new rating system. Perseus M, don't listen to the naysayers, Ollie. The percentage rating system is great. We use it in vaccine research. If it works for COVID, it should work for wrestling. And the pandemic has been flawless in how it's been handled. Junior Jerem uh, Janparab, uh, really love Ollie's new rating system. Not sure if someone has asked before, but would you ever bring back Wrestle Sketch? Thank you guys so much for the great work. Jam that gem. No plans to. It's It takes a lot of time to make. When we have brought it back in the past, not enough people have watched it. Like, nowhere near enough people. So, unfortunately, no. I think it's time has passed. Uh, Sean Dunn. Hey, Sean. Uh, just showing some love for Rest Talk and the new rating system, Heart Emoji. Andrew Gronick says, idea. Here's, here you go. Here's, a, here's your first bit of constructive feedback. Make your rating system be WWE 1 through WWE 5 for all things WWE. Then do AEW 1 through AEW 5 for all things AEW. That way you keep them separate, but still understandable. That's the problem, Ollie, is you weren't conveying that your 4 out of 5 mm. for Dynamite isn't the same as 4 out of 5 for Raw, even though you did say that on every episode, <laughs> podcast episode that we did. 
Yeah, Andrew, that would make it clearer. Um, that it is what I that was the point of the thing, but you know, it's it's done now, it's over. It's percentages, people. Uh, JS Wooten 72% is a C. <laughs> That's only 13 points above passing. If you really like a show, Ollie, give the show a C. It's essentially giving it a three out of five. The problem is you review show you review two shows that are in no way compatible because one tries and the other one rarely does. DAD Russell Talk for Life. What JS Wooten said there was like three things that are all the same. Mm. Plus 72. I don't know. Is that an American scoring system? Here, uh, percent you know, percentages and grades are separate wherever you are. So, for instance, I think in in university British systems, 70 over 70 is the highest thing you can get. So 72 here would be really good. I'm just treating it. Zero is the absolute worst. A hundred is the absolute best. Yeah, I'm pretty sure at university as well. If you get over, if you get above 40, then you don't fail. So basically, you're looking mm. to get between 40 and 70 to get sort of a passing grade. In fact, actually, I mean, my, I used to have an argument about this with my ex-girlfriend a lot because um, I used to tell her that I had 11 GCSEs. And she's like, but you didn't because some of those were below C. And I was like, no, no, no. As long as you don't get a U, it's a GCSE. It's a passing grade. So my E, um, how many E's did I get? I got four B's, one C, three D's and a U. So my three D's are passing grades. Dudley death drop. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's where we're at. <laughs> Charles Berg, uh, very sad news. Uh, one of my poor review dogs, Donut, passed away yesterday. At some point last week, she got ingested, uh, she ingested rat poison. Nobody noticed. Fortunately, it was too late to save her. It progressed into her blood. Love you, Donut. You are a ray of sunshine. For Donut. For Donut. Like Simham, Narasimham B, let's up the stakes for Elimination Chamber, shall we? LIW win, they get Dynamite, you get NXT. You win, you get Rampage. No, I don't like that because I have to work Saturdays. Uh, they get to review all of WWE TV. Oh, you know what? Never mind. I forgot the current canon. Ollie hates AEW. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to give AEW 43%. <laughs> And the legit underboss says, put some respect on his name. He's Lord Tempest. I don't know if you saw this. On the SmackDown podcast, someone in Scotland has bought all, uh, Pete and Tempest land. So they are now lords mm. because we have very weird loopholes in our systems here in the UK. So you can just buy yourself a lordship if you fancy mm. it. I think it was either this show last Tuesday or the AEW review where you told me that Tempest could become the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. And I said, I, I don't I wouldn't stand for it. And a world in which Tempest, Canadian Tempest, can become a lord of these great British Isles? No. No, I'm not standing for that either. It's a fraud. It's a loophole. It doesn't matter, Tempest. But thank you for standing in at the start of the show when we were busy. <laughs> Dave said, I normally don't email him, but I felt so strongly about the Rumble matches, I felt the need. Firstly, I would say that all non-Rumble matches were excellent and overall uh, gave the show a classic Ollie Davis 4 out of 5. <laughs> However, not, not I felt... a thing anymore. <laughs> However, it, I... it really is classic. However, I felt the Rumble matches were bad. 
The women's match had too many spots filled by jobbers and legends who only lasted minutes in that. Melina, thrilled to see her, Ivory, Summer Rae, Molly Holly were wasted spots that could have gone to Bailey, Asuka, Bliss, Paige, or NXT call-ups. Your problem there, uh, Dave, is that uh, Bailey, Asuka, and Bliss aren't ready to come back, and neither's Paige. So uh, you, that's you setting expectations that could not be fulfilled. Mm. Plus, like, what did you want Molly Holly to do? She had a great spot with almost a superhero, Nikki Ash. Exactly. Uh, Bianca was made to look ordinary, and although I popped for Rousey, she looked rusty and disinterested. The only mm. star was Ripley, who should have won. Uh, um, that's, a, that's a stretch. Uh, Rousey <laughs> didn't need to win to face Charlotte at Mania. That much I do agree with. The men's match equally had no stars until Jerome Brock entered. Ah, oh, Shane. Big E, AJ and Orton and various others looked weak. Priest looked dumb. No NXT mm. call-ups. No Forbidden Door. I honestly thought Braun would return to take out Amos and set up a Mania program. Bad Bunny was, Bad Bunny was expected. Not until Friday when it was uh, leaked. Uh, as with the Lesnar win, which, like Rousey, didn't need to happen as the story with Reigns was already there. Very disappointed, although also a little excited to see where things could lead. Dave Parker, BS gutted, we have a heel champion again. Yeah, well, I, I agree on a lot of the, the men's stuff, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Alex emailed <laughs> in to say, Hi, gents, hope you're well. I know you wanted emails about wrestling events. I have one to send in the future, but I just had to email in after listening to your Royal Rumble review. I could not disagree more. I would even go as far to say, you're wrong. <gasps> the Royal Rumble on Saturday was not only the worst Rumble match, but by far the most damaging. Here is why. Reigns versus Lesnar had been built earlier in the night. You do not need the Rumble match to build that story. Maybe Lesnar is advertised and enters the Elimination Chamber to get his shot at Reigns, but even without that, the story was there. However, just because he lost, he then entered himself into the match, and here is why it's damaging. He didn't take someone else's spot. He was in at number 30, mm. which means that the, hey, if you lose your title, don't worry, you get the most advantageous spot in the Rumble. He comes down all laughing and joking after just losing a title and wins to advance a story that doesn't need it. To me, it made the rest of the match a joke. And it's much more damaging than 2015 because at least that built a new star. It might not have been the star that we wanted, but it did build Reigns heading into Mania. This built nothing. The match was designed to build a new star. Uh, the match is designed to build a new star. And if they fail, then it is damaging to the rest of the roster. I was so annoyed with the Rumble on Saturday. And that is why it will forever be the worst one in history. Until next year when Taker comes back and wins it. <laughs> Long email. Take care, Alex. I agree that Brock coming out as number 30 is, is totally ridiculous. I said that in the review myself. Like, what's the explanation? And, and you could, like, it's quite easily fixed. Baron Corbin has some weird tournament thing. Or Shane. Shane McMahon, whatever. I actually know not him. Uh, and he wins it. He gets to be number 30. And all the time, ha, 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 I'm number 30. Brock destroys him when he makes his entrance. Brock enters in his place. That, and, and then it just like, it makes sense because right now it doesn't make sense. The Rumble started without a number 30 entrant, arguably one of the most important spots for Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville to pre plan in kayfabe. Yeah, that much, I very much agree with. Um, and Jaron Walker, with a live, uh, who was there live for the event, Ooh. said, um, I went to the Rumble last night. I was sat behind the WrestleMania sign. <laughs> I wasn't on the floor seat, but the section above. The entire section that was right under the sign had to clear out twice, where the crew did the most half assed job I've ever seen. The pyro that came from the sign was from sparklers that were laid on a cloth. The crew solution to the fire was to fold the cloth up so the sparklers weren't touching anything, which clearly didn't work. 
Mm. Um, two things that happened that weren't seen on TV before the show. A kid lost his parents. So they brought him to ringside, put him on the Titan Tron and announced that he was waiting for his parents. The kid looked scared, but when he saw himself on the Tron, he smiled and laughed and it was adorable. Mm. The biggest thing for me was Corey Graves. He trolled us all. The men's rumble was announced by Cole and Pat. So Graves and Byron left through my section. Everyone cheered at Corey, kind of in an excitement that he might be in the rumble. And I swear on my life, Corey Graves held up his finger to his mouth, telling us to shush if there was a secret that he was keeping. He was just trolling. It was unreal. Uh, I don't know how what else to say this, but the men's rumble was ass. No one uh, was hyped for anything. It was my first rumble show. And probably very much everything itself. I'm in love with Melina. Talk to you guys soon. Well, it's fun to hear from people on the ground. Of course, Jaron, long-running listener of the show. Uh, yeah, this is a bit like, you know, the Wrestling Observer, Li- Observer Live when they get emails in after the show. I like it. Yeah, it's good. Support at WrestleTalk.com. Were you at Raw? Why didn't you tell us what you thought of this show? Did a kid lose his parents at that one? Tell us a cute little story did. Also, tell us what the fanciest thing you've ever worn at a wrestling show. <laughs> um, when did you church it up? Uh, we'll be back to uh, tomorrow, in fact, on the podcast, because new Jam That Champion, Pete Quinnell. <sighs> Have you seen the video? It was shared on our social media of the moment we realized that Pete had won. No, no I still haven't seen it, no. <laughs> it's very funny, because it is just, it's me just going like, oh, Pete. Oh, no, Pete, you won. Be like, what, did I? <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> we make moments. Um, so Pete is on the show tomorrow uh, reviewing NXT, which he absolutely loves. And uh, Ollie and I will be doing the uh, AEW Dynamite review with Ollie's new percentage rating system on Thursday. And then, fingers crossed, Eddie Kingston will be on the show this coming Friday. Take care, everyone. I love you. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.